NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. And I'm Waylon Wong. I don't know about you, Adrian, but you know what my summer could use more of? Sunscreen? Always wear sunscreen. But <laughs> I was going to say trivia. Trivia! Oh boy, there is that sweet, sweet trivia music because <laughs> it is time for the Indicator Quiz. As always, the Indicator Quiz is based on economic ideas we've touched on in previous episodes of the show. And everybody can play along, but there can only be one lucky person to play the quiz with us. So let's bring out our contestant. Hi, I'm Cynthia Starr from Bellevue, Washington. Hey, Cynthia. What's up? Hello. And Bellevue is outside Seattle? Exactly. It's across the lake from Seattle. I work for one of the really large cloud software companies out here. Very cool. I feel like I could hazard a guess which one that is, but uh, but I will not put you on the spot. It's always interesting in the tech industry, and it's always interesting here because it's so tech industry heavy, so it's, we're kind of in our own bubble. Well, we're going to learn a little bit more about you, Cynthia, later in the show, but for now, thanks for coming on the Indicator Quiz. So today's quiz is just one topic. It's the one we mark every month on the show. In fact, we just did it. The topic is jobs and employment. How do you think you're going to do, Cynthia? Oh, 50%. <laughs> Hopefully better. Oh, no, no. I, I think you're going to do amazing. Awesome. We'll find out, though, after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. Discover Babson College's Master of Science in Management in Entrepreneurial Leadership Program, an intensive nine-month journey that equips recent college graduates with practical skills for today's dynamic business landscape. Tackle real-world challenges and emerge with a problem-solving mindset. Whether you choose to start your own business or innovate within a corporation, a master's from Babson will help launch your career forward. Apply today at babson.edu slash msleader. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement. As a fiduciary, we must make decisions in our clients' best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. Okay, it's the Indicator Quiz, and we've got our contestant Cynthia with us. Hello again. Hello again. And Adrian is here to be your partner, just in case you need a little help or encouragement. Thanks, Adrian. I'm here in your corner, Cynthia. Awesome. Okay, first question is fill in the blank. Each month, the Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us how many jobs are added to the U.S. economy and the unemployment rate. We get these numbers from two main surveys. The number of jobs comes from surveying businesses and government agencies. The unemployment rate comes from a survey of blank. So what is that group? I would want to say like something like the Department of Labor Statistics or the unemployment claims. I don't know if Adrian wants to... The answer is sort of a synonym for what the government counts as, like, groups of people. Oh, they just surveyed the citizens directly? 
I mean, you were basically there. The answer is households, you know, households. so it's a bit more okay. of kind of a U.S. census jargon type term. It's a monthly sample survey of approximately 60,000 eligible households. Makes sense. Next question, true or false? The monthly establishment survey, so this is the one that tells us how many jobs are added to the economy, includes farm workers in its numbers. True or false? Are farm workers counted? I believe it's false because those are considered like temporary roles. You got it. The answer is false. Yes, farm workers are not included. And in its monthly release, the Bureau describes it as total non-farm payroll employment. However, farm employment numbers are tracked by the Department of Agriculture. Okay, next question. Earlier this year, we talked to an economist who came up with a new indicator. It's a measure of who has more bargaining power in the relationship between employers and workers. What is this new indicator called? Is it the worker power index? Is it the I quit index? Is it the labor leverage ratio? Or is it the employer worker rate? I'm trying to remember this conversation, and I don't remember the words, but I feel like labor-leverage ratio. Yay, you are correct. The answer is the labor-leverage ratio. It was coined by Aaron Sojourner, a labor economist, and it's essentially a ratio of workers who quit compared to workers who were laid off or fired. Awesome. Cynthia, we're going to take a break for a second to get to know you a little bit better. Great. From what I understand, you volunteer with a nonprofit group called Math Counts, which gets middle school students in the U.S. engaged in math. Yep, I actually competed in this when I was a middle school student. Oh. So now I'm, you know, giving back. By me and a colleague, we run the Lake Washington chapter, which has, you know, usually a couple hundred students compete. And essentially it's you get a bunch of kids in a room for a day taking math tests voluntarily. <laughs> and then a ton of energy with them running around. It's so impressive. That is so cool. Uh, my favorite math is the one that you can do on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on my high school math team. Woo-hoo. And um, on my high school math team, we all got T-shirts that said, we kick asymptotes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we were definitely forced to wear them to the pep rally where they honored us. Imagine being a group of mathletes wearing T-shirts saying, I kick asymptotes Mm -hmm. standing up in front of the whole school. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we can move on. We can go back to the quiz. (laughs) How funny. Okay, Waylon and I are going to switch roles. I'll ask the questions. Waylon will be your hint pep rally section should you need her. Kick asymptotes. (laughs) So last year we did an episode about the H2B visa. This is a visa program that allows employers in the U.S. to hire foreign workers for temporary non-agricultural jobs. Demand for these visas is actually way higher than the annual cap set by Congress. And so the question is, what is that annual cap? The choices are 116,000, 66,000, 26,000, or 6,000. Um, I think it's in the top two. I think it's either 116 or 66. Like 6,000 and 26,000 don't even seem realistic to me. So now we're between 116,000 or 66,000. And think about kind of how Adrian set up the question, talking about how 
there's just been way more demand for these visas than what Congress will allow. Then I'm going to have to go with 66000 That is correct. Yay. Kicking asymptotes already. <laughs> the answer is 66000 But late last year, the government made available an additional 64000 approximately, H-2B visas to meet employer demand. Okay. On to the next question. This one's true or false. The number of people enrolled in apprenticeship programs is under 1% of the U.S. labor market. True or false? Oh, I'm going to say true because I think we don't have enough. And it's not really a common thing here. That is right. The answer is true. And we're talking about registered apprenticeships, meaning they have this stamp of approval from the federal government or a state agency. And that less than 1% is, you know, notable because if you compare that to other countries like England or Australia, their rate of apprenticeships is around 2%. You're on a hot streak. Final question. So on a previous episode of Jobs Friday, we talked about this chart which looks at the labor market. On one axis, this chart has the job openings rate. And on the other, it has the unemployment rate. What is this chart called? The Phillips curve, the beverage curve, the Engel curve, the Laffer curve. I am definitely going to be looking at Waylon for this one. The name is a homophone for a common item that you consume. I would call that the beverage curve then. <laughs> that is a great hint. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is correct. The answer is the beverage curve. It was named after a British economist named William Beveridge. Okay, Cynthia, you got five out of six questions right. I think that's an indicator quiz record so far. Woohoo! Yay! And for playing, we're going to send you a pair of NPR socks. Thank you. So, Cynthia Starr of Bellevue, Washington, thank you so much for playing. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Super fun. This show is produced by senior producer Viet Le with engineering from Maggie Luthar. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kiki Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.